Yay! And we are live! <laughs> Hello, great greetings, my beautiful goddess gurus, and welcome to this conversation. Today it is the most auspicious day because we are here with goddess Arzu. We are also trying out new technology. So give me a second. We want to make sure everything is working. I have my amazing assistant, Michaela, who is checking for us. Okay, she says watching the live video. Okay, thank you, Michaela. Don't send me any more messages because I think it's interrupting the broadcast. Okay, so it's working. Yay! Oh, welcome, Goddess Arzu. I think this is your first Facebook interview, yes? Ever. Yes, ever. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, um, I'm sitting outside my house in Belize and um, is it, somebody's delivering something. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know that soon come time? Yes, soon come. Um, <laughs> excuse <is> okay. me. <laughs> let, let me take care of these. Go handle excuse it. Me. I'll talk to my people. We'll see you Welcome to my Yay. <laughs> so let me tell you all about the amazing goddess Arzu. Okay, so there should be a way. Let me see if there's a way for me to mute her. Okay, yes. Okay, so she is muted. So goddess Arzu is going to be at the goddess pray love retreat in Belize with me. And will you be there? June 2018 summer solstice. She is an incredible healer. She is a farmer. She is a Garifuna woman. And so today we're going to be talking to her about what all of that means. Some people have been sending me emails and they don't, you know, we don't know, like people are like, where is Belize? They thought Belize was Mexico. So there's some confusion around that. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the amazing healing that she is going to bless us with at the retreat. And so I want to just send love over the airwaves. I'm excited that the technology gods are blessing us today to be able to have this conversation. I cannot see your chat. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm seeing something. Oh, I'm broadcasting through Webinar Jam. And it says load Facebook chat to interact with your audience. Okay, so do I dare see if this works? Do I dare test the technology gods? Yes, because my God is stronger than anything out there. All right, so let's test this. Let's let's try this and let's see if this works. Oh, yay, I can see your hearts. I can see Goddess Danielle. I can see Goddess Mitch. Yes, okay. Oh my gosh, it's working. It's working, it's working, it's working. I can see Goddess Somali. Yay, okay. I can see Goddess Queen this week. She says, hi, I'm Yellow Rise and Shine. Thank you. I can see Goddess Rosalind. Okay, so this appears to be working. This is a good look. All right, so let me see how to move this over. Y'all just bear with me a second. Yay, thank you for the hearts. Okay, Goddess Arzu, I see that you are back. Let me figure out how to turn your audio back on, my sister. Wait one second, please, Goddess. Uh-oh, all right, how do I, I turn off Goddess Arzu's uh audio i don't see that is arzu let me know do you see on your screen i think you have to do it on your end on the top a little blue circle i have it now, have it now. okay yay she's back yes. <laughs> yay so goddess arzu did you handle your yes, all, all yes. of your business <laughs> yes but this is really interesting though because it's very it's very much uh, in in what we're talking about, um, as healers, we think we have to charge money for everything, and it's true. Yes, you you do need money, but sometimes things come back in such a way that there's, there's no amount of money that can pay for that. I uh, do uh, bone setting, and there was a man, uh, like a hundred pound guy. My table takes up to twelve hundred pounds, but for some reason, when he got off the table broke. And I live in Belize. It's, it's next to impossible to get that kind of capacity table here. But I couldn't really blame him because he didn't break the table. But in my mind, I kept thinking, you know, what he paid for that session will never get me another table. 
somehow it got around town that I couldn't do any more bone setting. <laughs> so one of the builders came and picked up the table yesterday and told me he was going to fix it. Now it's unfixable, but he replaced metal. That's what I just saw. So he just delivered it now. Now he has to go to work. That's why he delivered it so early. So he worked on it through the night. So he could have it here this morning so he can go off to work and I could have my table. I'm telling you, there's no, in a dollar in the world that could, you know, I, I, I'm just so touched. <laughs> and, and thank you for letting me. <laughs> I, I, that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Like, yeah, I'm it's really. The women who, yeah, you're making me cry. The women who are watching this <laughs> so. are healers and coaches and life workers and practitioners. So what I want to oh. say is the beautiful lesson that you just shared with us is that, you know, you may think, you know, if you're watching this, you may feel like, okay, well, where is my blessing? I've been giving, I've been yeah. giving, I've been putting yeah. out into the world. And it comes to you through unexpected ways. It comes yeah. to you, like I say to them all the time. But, but real, yes, and they're real solid and they're tangible and they're measurable. It's not stuff you make up. Oh, I've been blessed. No. What's the blessing? Yes. <laughs> I say all the time that our blessings yeah. sitting outside your door waiting for you to look at it and say, oh, okay, come in. Because right. you just open yourself up. To right. right. You have to say to your community, look, I have this issue. Yeah. And the community responded. Yeah. Uh, Anything we do to ourselves, right, to our own detriment is that we hide our struggles. But, you know, we can't we can't really encourage suffering human beings if we haven't suffered ourselves. Um, so every once in a while, not that you're going to share all your woes with them, but every once in a while, you know, it's like you have to think about how many people we can encourage when we share our struggle. You know, so it, this is new for me, believe me, because offender, I will hide my stuff. <laughs> It's like, no, it's not hurting. No, it's not burning, you know. <laughs> I think a lot of us yep. do that. And thank you for being so transparent to share that because I think that, you know, a lot of us, you know, particularly yeah. women of color, women of African descent, we have this illusion that we're supposed to be, yeah. that strength means no vulnerability. It's strong. And yeah. It, it's actually the opposite, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. So let's start with so, you. So you're coming, right? <laughs> Can you see my breadfruit tree? <laughs> let's see the breadfruit tree. All right, goddesses, look at. Wow, look at goddess Arisa. It's 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 tree. breadfruit. Breadfruit. Oh the my god. The thing is that he's not supposed. He's not supposed to be there. He's really not supposed to be there. Um, he just he's the baby from the big tree, the one that I posted today, the, the breadfruit leaf carpet that I'm making on, on the garden. So this little baby showed up and I asked someone to dig it up before I went on tour and I was away for four months. So when I came back, I saw that they dug it up and now he's too big to be moved. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but talk to him, tell him he's got to go somewhere else because he's. Yeah. You can't live here. <laughs> little breakfast, yeah. you gotta go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, please. Or maybe maybe a skilled maybe a skilled agronomist can come dig it up and take it so that he can go. I'm so. not even sure what an agronomist Enough is. Enough of my woes. <laughs> like a plant tree doctor, you know. Okay. Like you know a tree what? specialist? Yes. So mm -hmm. let's call on that. We welcome in a tree specialist. Goddess Arzu yeah, is a tree please. specialist. Yeah. Take yeah. yeah, this little teenager off my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so Goddess Arzu, I I love that you have a breadfruit tree in Belize because my father talks about breadfruit all the time. He, 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 we eat breadfruit hey. and this is the food that they fed the slaves and they said, you know, that, you know, a breadfruit is the size of a man's head and so it can feed however many slaves. And these are, you know, the lessons that he teaches about our culture. Wow. And so for you as a culture keeper, that's the word that is coming to me, let's go back to the beginning. Who is mm -hmm. Goddess Arzu Mountain Spirit? For people who are watching who are unfamiliar, we know oh. that you're joining us. 
at the Goddess Pray Love Belize retreat, but who are you? They want to know. Um, I, I should start by saying an ordinary human being. Um, and I can say that with absolute confidence because human beings are extraordinary beings. Um, so an ordinary human being is a great thing to be. Um, um, I was born in Honduras, which means absolutely nothing because I grew up in New York. <laughs> so, um, and in between before, um, I, I was, I was raised my first seven years by two very, 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 very old ladies and my grandfather. So it was my great grandmother, my grandmother and my grandfather. We all lived in this compound. And so where was everyone? You know, everyone gone stateside. So I stayed there and um, my great grandmother was the um, healer and midwife and just wise woman uh, for the village. And she was one of the original settlers of the village. She was first uh, generation from St. Vincent, which I also explain. Um, they were Garifuna healers, and the Garifuna healing tradition moves through matriarchal lines. So it's, it's usually through the midwife, you know, the one who, who helps life come into the world. Uh, so all the medicine is trusted to that, that person. And they're called the Chutao, which means the one who knows the way. And so um, we are Garifuna, who, as you had grace, gracefully explained before, a mixture of Arawak, um, Amerindian, and Black, and African, of course, uh, for people who have to go with the word Black. <laughs> and um, that, that, now you see, and I got a little bit lost. So it moves through the, the female line, and our origin is from a group of people I don't know, I really don't know the, uh, the original beginning. I only know the oral tradition is that we come from St. Vincent, which is now called St. Vincent. It was called Yurume. And uh, we had our own uh, culture, our own government, our own mythology, um, everything that helped us sustain life. Uh, and because we were continually engaged in war by the conqueror, we developed some extraordinary um, warrior skills, especially the women. And one of our biggest and most powerful weapons uh, was the medicine, knowing how to bring someone back from the dead, knowing how to enhance fertility, knowing how to uh, work with the rhythms of, of nature. Um, so we were out there, St. Vincent is out in the middle of, of the Caribbean Sea. So um, it's, it's like out there in the open um, where you can easily commune with uh, nature. The, the star nations. Um, the sea spirits, the earth spirits. So it was, it was really the perfect environment for our kind of healing culture to evolve. Um, but then um, we're British at some point. I won't bore you with the story, but um, the French lost us in a game, they say. So um, the British decided to engage us in war, which lasted 30 years. And we are the only black nation that has engaged the British in war and won. <laughs> but what they did was once, since we won the war, they couldn't kill us after 30 years. So they sent a huge armada to annihilate us. And it was survivors of that annihilation that were put in a ship to send back to the slave market. And uh, they rebelled along the way, and ended up uh, dumped in raw time. And that is the beginning of the Garifuna nation. So I come from that. <laughs> what a powerful lineage you're making me cry over here that is yeah, yeah. it's very powerful several thousand left St. Vincent but only uh, 1500 or so arrived and the Garifuna so we were burying about 300 people a month about 300 people a month throughout Central America or Specifically to Belize. No, just from St. Vincent to just from Saint, just from Saint Vincent to Roatan. Four months at sea, really three months at sea. Wow, wow. And we remember we were all related because we were all family. So we were we were throwing our. They were dying. We were dying around each other and just throwing them overboard along that journey. So our story it is quite unique. 
you know, we have the first crossing in our ancestry. We have the first crossing uh, from Africa to the Americas. That's in our DNA. And then we have this second crossing. On, on the, and that's in our DNA. And because we've survived, um, we know and we believe that there is a very important mission. There is knowledge and wisdom that all of, all of our people, all nations are holding, and we're holding it for each other. So this is the time to return that knowledge. This is the time to return that, that connectedness, that understanding we have that enabled us to survive and why we survived. So uh, I'm, I'm here with you uh, because I know you're part of that walk. Um, I can't very well leave and go around hunting for people who want to learn uh, about Garifuna people and the teachings of the ancestors. Um, they have to come here. And, um, and, th and that's where your sacred mission <laughs> is, is getting all, all on my street. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you're coming to my neighborhood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're coming to my neighborhood. It's like, oh, good, I get to share. You know, yeah. I get share, and um, it is to be shared with all nations. Yeah. You told a story about the lion who was confused, and I totally love that story um, because th that's pretty much the condition. Uh, I noticed that there is um, tension between the, like, the countries, and I'm going to say the black countries. That are, you know, there, there's all this tension, but when you look at the fact that you're, you're all, everybody's a lion. And they've convinced you that you're sheep. You know, um, you're not sheep. You're not. You know, we we are we're all lions, and it's time for everybody to wake up. It's it's so true. And and a lion is a fighter, a warrior, a hunter, a protector. You know, a playful, affectionate, all of that. So times, yep. So I'm really really happy that you're coming, and I'm very eager to to share with you, to learn from you, and, and the people, the ladies, the goddesses that come with you. Oh, I'm looking forward to learning from you, Goddess Arzu. Thank you so much for sharing that. I was talking yesterday yeah. to one of the beautiful women who will be joining us in Belize. Her name is Goddess Angela. And she actually joined me on my last retreat last year in Bali. And so I was talking to her about She's very excited about you. And I said to her, I told her, I said, I'm the one that planned the retreat. And I'm now like, oh my goodness, June seems so far away. I can't wait to get there. Why did I pick all the way in June? <laughs> it's good weather. <laughs> well, I picked June because of the summer solstice as well. And so yeah. I know that, you know, one of the most powerful things with this feminine power summer solstice retreat. It was very important for me to create this retreat around feminine power and reclamation, as you talked about, you know, reclaiming, you know, the, the word Sankofa, you know, we take it back, we bring it back, you know, so much has been lost, you know, and so many people, there's so many gaps in generational passing down, like you said, the oral tradition, you know, in some communities is very strong, but you have to have your ears open hear and receive the oral yeah. and the healing tradition and so i know yeah. that you're going to be we spoke you you're going to be a, a big part of our summer solstice healing can you explain and share with the people yeah. who because people are very confused people were emailing me and saying where's belize i thought it was mexico they don't know like what is there they're confused can you oh talk? man <laughs> let me tell you something I, yes. No. Don't feel. Don't feel bad if you don't know where Belize is. I I did a tour of Europe and everywhere I went, they was oh, Africa. Is that you know? It's like I don't know. I've never been to Africa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of people confuse it with Benin. I think. Anyway, all is forgiven. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about the um, the solstice. Um, what's important around what we're doing is that we are on different so the position of the sun is important the moon and as women uh we concern ourselves with the position of the moon that's why i'd ask you that that day that we will be doing the ceremony the position of of the moon for that day uh, knowing what it is uh, enables you to use its power and on our day i believe that's that's the day of of intention from what what you told me so it's the best time to plant 
things that sprout underground. Anything that grows underground. It's a good time to, to look things that are in the dark that you want to bring out of the dark and put into the light. Like you talked about taking things out of your, your bucket list. Bucket list is a dark place. <laughs> okay, I know people think it's a positive place, but it's, it's a container, you know, it's a deep container, right? So when you take it out, now in my grandmother, she would say shelf, because the shelf gets, in, in, in our house, shelf is open. We don't have shelves with, right? Shelves don't have, yes, they're not cabinets. Cabinets are closed yes. shelves. So. Yes. Exactly, you can see it, you can see it. So um, during this, this moon, it's, to, it's more than intention, it's the action intention. So it's in the bucket list, so pull it a good time to, to pull it out, like physically pull out that, that dream, that vision, or that place that you want to be, to pull that out, like in a complete thought, in, in, a, in a tangible way, and give it that light, the light from that moon. And that's what we'll be teaching, the technique about pulling in the light and, and feeding, feeding that exact defined intention. It's, it's really, it should be called what it is. It's magic. Yeah, but knowing what each moon has and the light that it carries enables us to be like, like the ingredients. Of, you, don't, you don't put an recipe that doesn't call for eggs. <laughs> But we do that all the time without without our intentions. We do that all the time. You know, we pray for something or we wish for something or want something, all of those, you know, nebula. But um, intention is a power. You said something about having your ears open. Your ears also have to be clean. So um, your ears being clean means hearing the information accurately. So how to use each moon, which in the, in the days was called obia, it was called witchcraft, it was called all kinds of negative things, still, ungodly. Still, still, that still is God. Still called obia. That is God. Diana, Jamaica, you know, yeah. Jamaica still has rules against obia. It's still called, still called obia. Moonlight is very, very powerful. It's very, very powerful because it's accessible. Sunlight, we can't touch it directly. You can't charge, you can't stare, you can't charge. The only way to charge with sunlight and stare into it and swallow it and drink it and, and, and really suck it into your life is, is once it's moonlight. That's, that's like the baby food. Remember, we're baby gods. That's the baby food. That's our Gerbers. I mean, for lack of a better term, right? Moonlight. And that's. That's the, food, that's the food. So the first order of the day would be to transfer that knowledge so that these uh, participants can learn how to feed off of moonlight. You can feed out of all the moons. Since you're gonna be here on that moon and that is the day that I will be transferring to you, we're gonna, we're gonna do it with that moon. Beautiful, that is beautiful. And we will be preparing our bodies throughout the retreat by eating organic. Yes non-meat, non-dairy, you know, to have a very pure vessel. Yeah. I think I shared with you in our first conversation that my great-grandmother, Ma, who was a midwife and a women's fertility healer in Guyana, um, that she... Oh, just like my wife. Yes. <laughs> that, um, actually, no, no, no. She wasn't the one who was blocking her. It was auntie helped to raise my mother, when she would hear a spirit would tell her, don't mm -hmm. eat these things because they're blocking your guidance. She was scared until she would go and eat pork or whatever to try to shut down the transmissions. Can you talk about the oh. connection between what we put in our bodies, yes. receiving guidance and as women? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and I'm just, I want to connect it to the, your, is it your grandmother that you spoke of? Okay. My yes, yes. My um, grandmother was wife, yes. Something happened to me in Ireland where I almost died. And the and the druids took me into the forest and fed me lamb. I'm a vegetarian. They insisted I eat this lamb or I would die. And eventually, after like seven or eight days, I mean, I was I was gone. They were looking for my oxygen in my arteries. I was really in bad shape. 
I couldn't breathe. I couldn't walk. I had gone into a whole nother world. And she said to me, you're going to eat this. So what she did is she took the, the meat and she squeezed the juice out because I could no longer chew and made me drink this. And it was a mixture of, of the juice from the lamb and the honey. And I drank it and I came back to life. But anyway, they brought me back to life with eating this lamb. And um, I, I have to answer it this way because I've never been able to use this experience um, in any other way. Sometimes you need to shut spiritual connection down. When your vessel, your human vessel is compromised, because it's a transmitter. And if your wires are worn and you're short circuited and you know, you're not, tra or you're not transmitting well or you're not transmitting at will, or things are just, you know, you're being raped by spiritual clap. Um, Nobody explained it to me. You know, I I was so speeded to me so that I could be, I don't want else to have that experience. There are times when um, just because it's spiritual doesn't mean that it's good. It just means that it's not in the physical, which is where you come from, which is normal. <laughs> okay, but, but you have to look at what's useful to you and what isn't. And when it's not useful, you got to just let it go. You have to let it go. And it's okay if you have if you have a connection with spirit and you want to shut it down, it's okay. You go you eat your bacon, you eat your ham hocks, your sugar. You know, you're you're not doing time that's necessary to down. So, we do the reverse when the intent is the reverse. When your intent is to open up your psychic senses to harmonize the gifts of the goddess to be able to receive spirit like when you're ready and when you're in, you're going into a safe space for these things to happen. You're going into a safe space for these things to happen. So we prepare by removing the blockers. Sugar is, is number one, really, to tell you the truth. That's why they, they um, our oppressors like to reward us with sugar. Because it's like, yeah, that was good. That was smart. Now, now, now shut up. <laughs> sugar, you know, uh, deadens yours it actually deadens the electronic connection between this world and and any other world it, it deadens your access to higher worlds I, I was just corrected i was saying it my way but then i was told how to say it so 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 yeah the diet the diet is extremely important because you're a transmitter you're a vessel um and everything on your human body is capable of, of transmitting receiving and, and moving energy. You can't create it. That's the only thing. You can't create it. But you, you're part of energy changing place. You're part of energy being able to change place. So the, the, the extent to which we can change the place of energy and the amount of energy that we can change is very much determined by what is in ourselves, the energy that's, that's in us in the first place, because like begets like. So if you're carrying the suffering of an animal or the blood of a creature or a fungal infection that doesn't know when to breed or some something else um you don't want those to be intensified you don't want the moon energy to come in and intensify those so we want to get away from that no? oh that's beautiful does that, that answer is, something that answers a lot yes goddess arzu oh my gosh <laughs> that answers a lot i think that you know one of the things that will be very powerful with this retreat is that many of the women who will be attending haven't had permission to talk about, you know, how to open mm. themselves up to transition, transmission uh, and receiving of sacred energy. To even say the words, I am willing a container and a space of healing for other people or even myself. A lot of yeah. women haven't given some, you know, for you is as you know, you said you were born in Honduras and then grew up in New York city. A lot of people, like there are a lot of places where the chain is broken in terms of passing on of yeah. ancestral knowledge and lineage, how were you able to 
maintain that connection or was it a conscious decision or were you chosen by an elder to carry on the tradition? What was your journey in that regard? It, it, <laughs> it's not really a happy story, Aviola. Um, <clears throat> when I left, when I was separated from my grandmother, which they had to lie to me because they said I, we were coming back the next day and then ended up going to the airport into an airplane and because I left my bed unmade and I left my doll on the bed. And yeah, at this age, it still, it still eats. So don't bring me a doll. It's okay. But it still kind of eats at me. So, um, went through that and, um, to me before I left that she would, um, she would come and visit me. She was the only one who ever told me the truth, you know, back then we shouldn't lie to children. But she says, I'm going to come visit you when you're sleeping. You know, I'm going to come visit you. So that was maybe a trick to get me to go to sleep early and, and not cry because I would just cry, 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 cry. And I said, well, she said she was going to come visit you. Sure enough, my grandmother came and got me um, and I couldn't wait to go to sleep every night once we got to New York. And she would come and bring me back to Honduras and teach me all kinds of things. And this went on for about 20 years. She would come and she would teach me all kinds of things. And I kept a journal. I kept several journals uh, where I wrote the things that she would teach me about the plants, about the medicines, about the culture. Um, and when she died, I was uh, really distraught. I wanted to die myself. But what happened after she died is that the plants started to come to get me. <laughs> so they would take me to a place where she was already there. She's still there and it still happens till today. That's how I got the breadfruit carpet <laughs> thing going on. Um, so the, the I was able to keep the connection in with the dream time, just being able to work and dream time. Plus at the same time, she was teaching me how to use that, that route to be able to transmit energy and information. The other uh, thing that happened was that um, I went to an academy of girls um, at, a, at a very young age. And I think I was 15 because I graduated high school at 15. Uh, up until then, I was a real loner and my parents were concerned that something was desperately wrong. So I went to this school, which is like a boarding school, but a really nice boarding school. And um, I had a professor there who um, recommended I see a psychiatrist because I was understanding things were not making sense. But what it was, this guy was a student of Mercy Iliada. I don't know if you know Mercy Iliada. He wrote The Forest People. Oh, and, I know. Um, when, when I went to. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And, he's, and he's the one who recommended, he's the one who recommended I go study where Joseph Campbell was. So it's, it's kind of connected to you, Aviola. So this professor who, um, he really, he really taught New Paltz University, but he would teach some classes at my school, at the boarding school. And he uh, pulled me aside. He talked to the psychiatrist because they had me labeled as so, you know, I see voices. I talk to people. I don't need humans. I talk to trees, plants and birds talk to me. None of that. So he went and he explained to the psychiatrist and he says, no, she's, she's one of these people, you know? Uh, and so at that point, the psychiatrist was wonderful, started working with me, uh, not as he was treating a crazy person who who walked into other worlds but as a gifted being and these are two white people i mean they they woke me up to who i was they woke me up they, and so so this that's why the story about the lion the sheep really resonates with me because i was caught in the snare where i was now being prepared to go into some kind of psychiatric institution and then end up coming out this um just being handled with kit gloves, really, by an institution, the very institution that um, that would have put me somewhere else. So I came. So they suggesting that maybe I should go get a full doctorate and um, switch schools. They helped me with my pre med. Um, I majored in behavior science for for similar reasons. So um, my life was interfered with by angels um, who just took who just, it, it was the whole, the whole thing was an accident. <laughs> an accident, right? <laughs> Coincidence, an accident. I know. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, that's what happens when, when you, when you give yourself to your own truth, 
when you give yourself to your own truth, you know, when you say, I can't pretend to be, you know, all this other stuff. Let me just find out what my life is trying to say, you know, and listen to it. And because I was raised by these old people, they kind of instilled that in me where you listen to your life. And then, you know, how we say back home, you live your life, man, you live your life, you know? So, um, that's, that's the key to waking up the goddess in, in my experience is it just being true to that, that being that keeps unfolding in you and doing, you know, new things. It's not even, it's not the cookie cutter thing. You say, okay, well, that's the way I am. You know, I, I think that's the sentence I hate the most. Um, that's because the way you are may not be, um, you know, and if you know, if you know who you are, you don't say things like that. Like that's the I am, you know, um, no, yes. nobody's like that. Yes. We're evolving, you know, and the way I, the way my kids say it, but even my grandkids, they go, oh, that's how, that's how we roll in the Shire, right, Mima? Because that, that's what I would say. Well, that's how we roll in the Shire. That's just how we roll. That's different than that's because rolling implies there's movement and there's progression, right? But that's that's not the, the right way to use I am. You don't use the term I am by locking yourself into a place of non-evolution. You know, it, it's it's for I am to 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 rise and go into who you really are. You know. Yes, so, and you know, people will. Yes, that's so so powerful because people will yeah. wield that as an insult like oh well she changed or you're why are you yeah. acting like that or that's not how she is or she is that way or you are that way or that's you right. know that's well I can't well that's people like me don't do that people will say oh well you know people like us or people like me and try to lock themselves or the people that around them into a set yeah. way of being yeah yeah that's like tapping someone and saying that, no, you can't get bigger than this. No, you can't be other than this. You know, and that to me, that's a big crime. That's horrible. That's a spiritual crime to lock somebody into a non-growth place. So that you, you can expect nothing from them, but that, you know, and all that does is it make that person safe for you, but it does nothing for them. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. And that's a problem. Yeah. It, it it is it is and i think that you know the beautiful thing about you know and 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 we give praise to your grandmother thank you for your grandmother because look how right now your grandmother mm -hmm. is empowering women around the world who are listening to this and women around the world oh, who are believe yeah. like how incredible is that to think like that your grandmother you know my great grandmother yeah. you know who i only met as a baby and by the time that um i met her she was she was blind and she felt my face and she said oh beautiful child and she already you know was not able to physically see and how incredible that you know those women who don't physically walk the earth will be there and are here now in this conversation. Like it's just, it's astounding to think of. Honey, how, hallelujah, what you just said. It's in, do, it's in doing this work. It's in continuing this work that we live forever. Yes. You just said it. Doing this is how we live forever. We have to do this. Yes. Because yes. when it's all over, nothing else matters. Yes. You know? Yes. It, 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 it's an incredible gift to realize, as you said, you know, that we are evolving, that you are not stuck. What I often tell people when they say, you know, that they feel stuck, I say, you know, the world is always evolving and we're always evolving. Our cells are not even the same cells we had yesterday. So stuckness is an illusion that we buy into and we're really just changing back into the same thing over and over again. So it feels like stuck, but you're not stuck. You over just and over again. Back to the same thing over and over again. And so what is your, yeah. If, yeah, if someone is watching and she says, well, Goddess Arzu, you know, this is great, but easy for you to say, you know, why should I come to this retreat? You know, I, 
I, I, I still don't know why should I, why do I need a, a summer solstice healing? Why do I need a feminine power healing? Right. I've been told just go get a degree and everything will be fine or whatever it is, you know? It, well, it has to do with a couple of things. Um, and the first, like I mentioned, a safe space. Um, I've lived in the city. I've lived in your world, but I don't think you all have lived in mine. Um, so I know the noise, the, the noise that never goes away. Um, and it only goes away when you go to a place where, where nature has dampened the white noise, you know, that electronic sound, the, the signals that, that, that up the whispers of spirit. Uh, so there is a need to remove yourself from, from that that kind of static electric energy into that the hum of the earth you know the, the 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 heartbeat of the earth that drum sound it's important to to us to be in those spaces and the only other place the last time any of us have been in that space has been in the womb but to be in that space that womb space on earth outside of the womb as an adult to be able to hear the subtle whispers of what your life is saying, what your ancestors are saying, what the things around you are saying, what the situations in your life are saying. And with, with that access to that information about yourself, capital S E L F, when you have that kind of access to information about yourself, you need very little help. You can go back into the world a little more competent, making better informed decisions, a little bit stronger. Um, a little bit more to where you and the world fit in. So, you know, with hands on. So it is important to take oneself out of all that busyness and go into a space, which I call sacred space, because any accessing the divine for the sake of, of evolution and growth, you're in sacred space. Where it's safe, you're going with people you know, people who care about you and care about the earth, because this isn't, yes, it's about self, but it's through the saving of the self that we're saving the planet. It's through the saving of the self that we're saving humanity. So we can't be all a whole bunch of broke down people trying to save the world. We have to be like really together, loving people, understanding the value of what the earth is, what the energies in the earth are, and how we come back into it and participate in that, you know, in that goddess way. So, so the goddess is no longer just a word. It, it becomes an action. So you come back as a goddess, up one. Beautiful, yep. beautiful. Well, I wanna just check in before you go and just see the comments that people are sharing and share those with you before you go. Goddess Arzu has in common with my grandparents on both sides were farmers. And, you know, it makes sense that she has her yes. hands in the healing of our spiritual soil and her hands in the healing of the earth soil as well. And so we're going to let her get going in a second because for a farmer, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, still early yes. for a farmer. This is halfway through your day. <laughs> It is almost noon. Yeah, it's yes. true. Thank you for being that sensitive. Yeah, because when the sun yes. comes out, it gets hard. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Let so me just talk you know. to me. I don't see the comments. Okay. So here's what your here's what the, the beautiful tribe goddess tribe is saying who are listening. Uh, goddess Damali, who is my sister, a Reiki healer, who will be joining us in Belize. She's quoting you. We can't be a bunch of broken down people trying to save the world. Wisdom, so true and so appreciated. Goddess Danielle, who is coming with us to Belize. Goddess Danielle says, I cannot wait for Belize. Join us at goddesspraylove.com. Beautiful Love, who is my assistant, says yes, so beautiful. Goddess Chantel, who is with me in Bali, who is a yogini and an incredible magic woman herself says amazing she says omg i might need to come to belize and feel this sacred energy i feel like goddess Chantel. you know i know i told you that i'm okay with whatever you decide because she's going through life as we all are i feel like she needs to be there as a yogini as a yoga healer i feel like yeah. you need to Goddess Chantel. Goddess Rosalind says yes i see my beloved arzu and i feel her too 
Goddess Nikiva says nothing but truth and confirmation. Goddess Nikki says, amen, yes, Sashay. And so it is Goddess Nikki. She's quoting you, spend time with who you are. Don't be afraid to open uh, or, un or unopen. Very important, boundaries, spiritual, emotional boundaries, mm -hmm. something that we do not learn as girl children. And mm -hmm. it's so essential to our own being. Mm -hmm. Yes, Goddess Queen Mystique quotes you, Goddess Arzu, and says, I give myself to my own life, yes. And then lots of hearts, lots of hearts. Goddess Rosalind says she needed to hear this. People are saying magic indeed. Yes, someone says you favor her aunt. Yes, she looks like my family too. You see that dimple? You see? <laughs> I, and, and the, the, I, I know her related. We, need, know we should go to ancestors. Yes, I, I know we are too. I look at you and I see my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and the the um the Africans in Brazil have a saying, "Emi nakara," meaning "That's my face." I look at you, I'm like, "Emi nakara," that's my face. <laughs> that's Let's my see, face. yeah, it's my mm -hmm. face. People are saying they have goosebumps and they're excited and they cannot wait and they are looking forward oh. to the journey. <laughs> and so, Goddess Arzu, oh, I just that's really remember. touching. Thank you. Made my day. Oh, you made our day. Thank you. I want to let them know before you go that they will also have the opportunity to work with you one-on-one -on -one in addition to the group healing. You know, they also will have the opportunity to be able to, uh, to if they if they so wish, to work with you one-on-one -on -one in a one-on-one -on -one healing session in Belize yes. as well. Can you tell us what that? Uh, <coughs> yes. Yes. Well. Um, one of the offerings that um, that that I really want to put out there is a pain seed removal. Anytime you, because um, there's so few people in the world who who could do it, and I really do want to teach it. Uh, and what I encourage is to people to remove their own pain seeds. And this comes from the ancient, 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 ancient belief that your spirit has to sit in the contours of your body, and anytime your spirit moves out of your body body anywhere like if my hand is made i'm gonna have a pain seed in my hand the only way to get the spirit to return to my hand is to remove the pain seed and there are places in the body there are 108 spots on the human body where the seeds they take hold so i'm trained i i find it with my hands you can do it with your eyes closed but i think the person can do it better to themselves because you'll feel the pain when you touch it so um, I want to be able to, to show people where to find their own pain. It's difficult to do it in a group because people have pain in different places. So, you know, with a few minutes together, I can show you at least to locate it. The technique to remove it is something else, but you can learn that later. That's easier to learn. So uh, pain seed removal um, is also used in uh, spiritual healing because for us, we see um, attachments, um, cellular memory, uh, what they call mal de ojo, um, and, you know, bad uh, thought forms, negative thought forms that are attached to another physical body. And that's where the pain seeds would be. People would say, oh, how come you know where the pain seeds are? And it's like, I don't even have to touch you. I know where, because you can see the entities, the different entities that deliver different types of pain. And walking around with this kind of pain is not because like begets like. So when you're doing energy work on other people, you could actually feed your own pain seeds. So you'll lose to learn. And, and I'm eager for this knowledge to, to get out there. Um, you can Google it. I've written a few papers on it, uh, but educate yourself. It's also been likened to um, trigger, trigger point therapy, only it doesn't have the accurateness or the sanctity. Uh, but it's along those lines. So um, that's one of the teachings I want to get out there. Removing the needs of your own pain. Very important for us as women, as healers, as coaches, as mothers, as aunts, as sisters, as daughters. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Goddess Arzu. Um, thank you. Thank you so, so thank much you. for us with this conversation. I look forward to seeing you in Belize. Yesterday, Goddess Arzu showed me a hammock, and she's like, yeah, I have a hammock here. here for you. And I almost went and bought a plane ticket, and I'm there with you I today. You. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, he's so funny. I love this. Now, you taught me how to log on, but you never taught me how to log off. How do I get off this thing? That's all right. <laughs> that is okay. Thank you, goddesses, for, for listening. You're going to, goddess Arzu, you're going to just click. If you see a red button on the top, it looks like a little phone. If you click that, you can log off. If you click that, you can log okay, off. Okay. Okay. Love Thank you much. Bye-bye. Much love. Bye. <laughs> Yes, so my goddesses, oh my goodness. Oh, like I just have to just sit for a moment and just just receive, like just <laughs> like there's, there's nothing to do but just sit in a place of receiving. Like what an incredible gift this woman is. <laughs> Like, you know, like, just, <laughs> like, I don't even know right this minute, like, what to do with myself. Like, I want to go sit outside in the soil, but I am in a winter place where there's no access to the soil at this moment. And so instead, I just say thank you. Thank you so much for watching. If you are able and feeling called, like, really just listen to your heart and listen to your body. If your heart is saying to you, I need to be there in Belize for this part of my evolution and my journey, then definitely, you know, come join us, goddesspraylove.com. If you want to have a quick chat about what is going to go on in Belize and you still, you know, are trying to figure it out, I will definitely make myself available. You can contact my assistant, Love, who is in the chat at Yes We Can at womanifestingyou.com. Love, if you're still there, type in your email address and they can contact you and just set up a quick, you know, five minutes with me just to see if this is in alignment for you. Yes, we can at womanifestingyou.com. But I think you know, we know, you know, if this is right for you, you know, go to goddesspraylove.com. <laughs> you know, if this is right for you and join us. Oh my goodness. Like, Y'all, I need to go pray, meditate right now. Just so <laughs> I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Goddess Temple Sunday. But thank you so much for joining me in us being able to receive this wisdom from this incredible woman that so many of us do not have access to and haven't learned. And although my great grandmother, like I said, she was a midwife and a woman's fertility healer, I did not get the benefit of learning that knowledge from her. You know, she had six daughters, like of course she had six daughters, you know, and one of them was my grandmother. And then my grandmother's children, you know, one of them was my mother. And there are gaps where we didn't receive this beautiful ancestral knowledge that we need. And so then we feel frustrated and we feel overwhelmed and we feel like, oh my goodness, that we feel stuck. And it really is about a reclamation, a going back to, you know, the word Sankofa you bringing up means, you know, bringing it back, taking it back, reclamation of our very selves of our very, very selves, because there is spiritual and emotional and soul warfare that is taking place. And I will get into that in another conversation. But I just want to just say right now, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The greatest prayer that any of us can ever say. All right, my goddesses. Namaste. The divine in me sees, adores, appreciates the divine in you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was incredible. Absolutely 